Hi, I'm E.K. Johnston, author of Star Wars Ahsoka, Queen's Shadow, and Queen's Peril, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. You Jedi are far too reckless. A Utini production. You will be a Jedi. I promise. Episode 94, celebrating the Jedi of Star Wars. Jedi business, go back to your drinks. On this episode, Eric shows off his socks. Always a pleasure to meet a Jedi. Lucasfilm Games gets a rebranding. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. And the Utini team talks about the role of the Jedi in the world of Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton. Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Welcome into the Living Force, everyone. Hello, I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk about some good old-fashioned Jedi are the doctors themselves. First, we have Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, buddy. What's happening, friends? Hope you guys are good. I'll have you know that I literally just realized that Charles put the stethoscope against a book in that intro video, and I've never noticed that before. <laughs> it's been literally months. That's right, everyone. It is amazing what you can get Corey to sign off on it, Eugenie, because he doesn't watch all of it. Uh, but speaking of that oh great stethoscope trick, we have the master of the B-roll himself, Dr. Charles Hankel. Hello. Hello there. No, look at the mug. Hello there, everyone. <laughs> uh, figured this... This mug would be fitting for tonight, um, and and we're we're acting as the Jedi would. Only we would have the audacity and the hubris to live stream at the same time, more or less, as the national college football championship. It's it's truly astounding, and uh, the, I think it's good because I uh, I guess we're gonna lose listeners here. I desperately hate Ohio State uh, as a lifelong <laughs> Michigan State Spartan. I gave a hundred thousand dollars to that school, so I like them quite a lot. Uh, but also, I really don't like Alabama. Sorry, Andrew. So, Star Wars night. Also, Wes Jenkins is here. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing? Uh, go Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, damn. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk all about the Jedi. Real quick, I want to address something in the chat already. And also, hello, all of you. Um, Josh5H asked, are there going to be Light of the Jedi spoilers in this? Uh, no. There will not. This episode, despite my Light of the Jedi books uh, right here next to me, uh, there will be no Light of the Jedi spoilers. We will not be talking about Light of the Jedi in any spoiler way until we do our roundtable, which will be at the beginning of February. So stay tuned for that, but no worries. The entire month of January, feel free to listen. If you haven't read yet, there will be no spoilers to talk. There will, however, be moments of me bragging about the out-of-print exclusive cover that I have, as, as well as the pin and... As well as the socks. You got the socks right there. <laughs> what are they? We are all the Republic, oh, baby. We are, are the Republic. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. If you were uh, fortunate enough to be one of the folks that picked up the out-of-print exclusive version of Light of the Jedi, this was what came with it. Uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, a lot of our team picked this up. Oh, yeah. I got one yeah, coming. I think yeah. they did. I think they yeah. did. Yeah, I did. And I'm not. I'm not a huge collector. The, the only. The only one that I've. Uh, that I currently own is the uh, Master and Apprentice Special Edition. So, mm-hmm. well, you also but, don't uh, like Star Wars, yeah. famously. So that's right. That's right. That's not really. <laughs> I, I must have know. seen six or seven people on the team who are like, "Yeah, I got it. I got it." And like, "Oh, no big deal, huh?" Everybody <laughs> just picked it up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I seriously think between the regular version, the exclusive version, and the audio book, this is going to be the book I own in the most formats of like any Star Wars novel <laughs> or any book in my entire life. 
Uh, well, you, you did you did call it the best Star Wars book ever written. So, so that's that. where I wanted to start. Uh, even though we will not be giving spoilers, I did want to just acknowledge the week that has happened before the terrible things that happened in the country in the week. There was some really great stuff. And I want to mention um, the book release on Tuesday of Light of the Jedi because, y'all, I have never seen a book release like that. I mean, on Monday night, we obviously talked about the higher public. We got very excited and we had our little hype session, but oh my, it felt like a film release on Tuesday. It did. It yeah, our Discord wild. was blowing up, like Twitter is blowing up. It was a very active community after that. Always refreshing to see around books. Yeah, right? I mean, we the the Light of the Jedi channel that we have has been going every day with people also being very respective of spoilers. Y'all rock. Appreciate that. But everyone's been been kind of telling them, oh, I'm in this chapter, and this is what I love. Oh, I love that, too. And, oh, now I'm on this chapter. What's going to happen? And there's been so much active talk about it, which is kind of what we hope happens for every release. But, I mean, Discord, Slack, Twitter itself, I mean, it, it, it's been so much fun to see everyone kind of explode with excitement over this. And I want to shout out, especially on our team, Nathan, who, uh, as you said, Corey, I wrote our Light of the Jedi written review Nathan put up the video review, which became the fastest watched video review in the history of Utini. Like, I think at, now, what are we at? 1.7 thousand views or something? Yeah, it's up there. It's Crazy. pretty up there, which is pretty good for, uh, for you know, we're still a pretty new YouTube channel, guys. So, like, yeah, yeah that uh, we've gotten a lot of comments lately. It's been really fun on our YouTube channel to see this video take off. Yeah. And, and we got to say, the YouTube... Uh, YouTube channel comments are, are a place of scum and villainy. Like they're they're horrifying places. Let's be clear. But the Utini channel this week, there were so many comments of just people enjoying the content and and having a great time and conversation with each other, asking good questions. So if you were one of the people that was commenting this week, just just know that we saw it. Know that we had a great time. And if you're a horrible person, know I guess that we read the comments. So that's dangerous, I guess, to open up. Uh, yeah, but they, <laughs> thank you all. For, for seriously making a, a really hard week a lot better um, with this community. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about before we get into uh, some, uh, we got a reference guide a book we're going to review a little later on. We're going to be talking about the Jedi through canon, legends, and the films, etc. in the part of the main show. But there's a little bit of news today, boys. We got an, an official rebranding, I think we'll call it, in Lucasfilm Games. Uh so this is one of the really cool things that happened today. Uh, Corey, if you want to throw up the, the article on the on, – there we go. Ah, look, at, look at that brand new logo. Lucasfilm Games was rebranded in a way, and this was interesting. I don't know if you guys read this. EA has been the primary Star Wars game maker lately, but they made the choice to bring up all the mobile stuff, all the console stuff, all the Sims extra DLC under one umbrella in Lucasfilm Games. What did you guys think when you heard about this? Uh, I I don't know if we really know what it means yet, do we? Like, I mean, it looks like they're bringing everything back, but like, it's provocative. Uh, it gets the people it, going. That's right. <laughs> is this is this sort of a reboot of like Lucas Arts? I mean, is that still a thing, Lucas Arts? I mean, I don't know. Like yeah. when I, they didn't they didn't give us any new material, right? They didn't give oh, us any no. sneak peeks of what may be coming no. down the pipeline. No. But it was all the old stuff we've seen before, but I still got goosebumps when I watched that video. <laughs> the trailer yeah, was man. great, but Yeah, it was good. It yeah. was great, but I agree. It was like it opened I think it opened up with like something from Jedi Fallen Order and I was like, "Oh, mm -hmm. heck yeah." And then it went to like <laughs> Sims on Batu and I was like, 
okay, all right. And then it <laughs> went to like Battlefront, and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting because oh, yeah, LucasArts famously and infamously got dissolved uh, when Disney had the acquisition. And a, a bunch of those developers the last few years have been like coming out and saying, well, here's how far we were in this game, and here's what we were making, and that does kind of suck. Yeah. So those aren't coming back, but I do find it cool that they are essentially promising that there's this big future of Star Wars gaming coming. And Matt Martin said something yeah. on Twitter recently about Star Wars gaming that he was very excited about. So I think this is just kind of a cool way to promote that excitement. I'm like, yeah, we are we are going forward. And you, you mentioned that trailer, Charles. What did you guys think watching that trailer? Because I, I know we've been... I think the, the community has been critical as a whole of like the amount of games we're getting compared to the old days where we got right. 18 games a year. But watching this trailer, I'm like, damn, they're... We've really gotten some stellar Star Wars games in the last few years. Yeah, seeing how they just came right out the gate right after the Disney purchase with this EA announcement. They came really quickly, if you guys mm -hmm. remember. And then, like, they, they pushed out some good stuff in the last couple of years. So, I don't know. This, I mean, the fact that this had a trailer, kind of like the way the High Republic had a trailer, is kind of like, this just says to me that maybe we're just unifying, like, Mm -hmm. maybe for the first big time, like they're kind of taking a step back going to try to reconnect projects a little better. And, you know, this in combination with Matt Martin's comments too, it kind of makes me think that maybe it's just all going to be connected. Spiced says in the comments that the EA deal is still going to happen for two more years. That's still right. in the contract. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what this means. I think it's very interesting though. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's good because in a way it, it just shows that, you know, they haven't forgotten about it. You know, I think, I think that's the thing yeah. that, unfortunately, in, in the era that we're in with social media and news releases, no news is news. Like, oh, right. we haven't heard anything about gaming in a while. They're, that means they're abandoning it. Right. But I will also decide Partic that... Particularly after, like, I guess the kind of drama that was Battlefront 2's yeah. launch like, right, back right. in the day. So. But I also want to say, uh, you mentioned the, the higher public trailer or this trailer. I think we're all team pro trailer. I think that every oh, announcement yeah. <laughs> of Star Wars should have a trailer. Yes. God damn, these things are fun, man. Yeah, they it's are. Certainly good, it's certainly good hype noise for anybody to listen to and tell you. Uh, absolutely. But yeah. They, so. on, that, um, on that trailer, they did spend in a, probably a good amount of time on Jedi Fallen Order itself. They, they did. Usually they would just I was really expecting scenes. a Fallen Order 2 announcement yeah, in there, just like man. A, or just like a 2 right after that, and you're like, oh, shit, it's real. Because yeah. <laughs> we know we're making it. Like We know it, it's under in development, so... I guess before before we move on, I want to ask y'all uh, just speculation, which we don't do on this show, famously. We have no news. We have no info. How long do you guys think it'll be before a Fallen Order 2 announcement? Because it, it hasn't been that long since it came out, in, in realistic terms. I don't know. It, dep it depends how far they've, how much they already worked on it. Like, did they, right. you know, did they, did they plan on launching that as, like, a series? Because... I don't know if, yeah. if that was already under, if it's like, if they just started it, like as the last one finished, then I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. How long did it take uh, him to make the first one? Oh, it, a I hot mean, minute. Years. I'd say. Yeah. years. So I would <laughs> say we're, we're, too, we're yeah. still a year away from anything. Yeah. Yeah. 2022, Absolutely. probably the earliest. I think that's totally fair. At least, at least Fallen Order 2. I think they're going to announce a big Star Wars game in the next six months, though, yeah, for sure. Most probably like a, 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 really big... a like, first-person yeah. Rail Avaros uh, adventure, <laughs> my guess. That would be... Don't, don't you toy with my heart, Charles. Don't <laughs> you, don't you play money with me. Now. I think uh, I think we're I think we're due for a shooter, honestly. Like some some like like not not like an FPS, but like a mm. like a single a single uh, player first person shooter like bounty hunter type of thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we 
go down. Have you played that yet, Eric? I know you bought it. So yeah, so I I did buy uh, Bounty Hunter, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, the old school game on the PlayStation Holiday Sale. I played it for four minutes, uh, <laughs> dealt with the camera, and immediately uninstalled it. So <laughs> what? The camera controls are horrendous. If you've played any um, modern games, that being said, everyone. I will say this, uh, and then we'll then we'll move on. <laughs> I did get a capture card because th- these boys here have been pressuring me in friendly ways, of course, to be on Eugenie Game Night soon uh, with my with my shiny new console. Peer so. pressure, do drugs, and also buy a capture card. Exactly. So maybe <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll, I'll reinstall Bounty Hunter if people ask, uh, so you can see me suffer with uh, very antiquated game controls. Suffer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but you know what. <laughs> On the bright side, the people that help us make content, including antiquated game controls and all kinds of other things that we so desperately enjoy, are our lovely patrons. And we wanted to thank Davis Wheeler for becoming a patron this week. Thank you so much. Uh, We wanted to highlight you for your contributions to Utini and the Living Force. And we wanted to remind everyone, this Friday, this Friday, so if you're a patron tomorrow, if you're listening on the main feed tonight, if you're here Monday... It's it's Friday, the 15th. Corey will be reading I Jedi live. Stay tuned on all of our <laughs> social platforms for details. Corey, how you feeling about this this giant event? It's here, buddy. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Listen, reading I Jedi has been interfering with my ability to read uh, the New High Republic book because I Which feel like what? I have to... Yes, I feel like I have to I have to get like pretty far into the book, if not finish it before Friday, and like I don't want to read it, so I'm basically I'll read a couple of pages and be like, Ugh, I hate this, and put it down, <laughs> and then in, in the meantime, I've not made any progress whatsoever in Light of the Jedi, which really sucks. So you know, yeah. So just know, but it's that- gonna be fun. It's gonna be yes, fun. Yes, so this yeah. this Friday, let, let's talk about the event. Yeah. So I famously hate the book I Jedi. Um, it's like we. We have a we have a culture of positivity here at Utini, but I Jedi gets a special exception for me specifically, <laughs> and it's not it's not necessarily it's not necessarily the writing or the author or anything like that. It's just the character of Corin Horn, the way he is is portrayed is horrible. I can't stand the character, and uh, so like it's been a running joke for the longest time how much I despise uh, Corin Horn. So this Friday, as a Patreon reward, I'm going to sit down. And we're gonna have a big show. I'm gonna read out loud a bunch of parts of uh, I Jedi, not live streaming it. We're gonna do it only for our patrons. Uh, oh, we're wonderful. gonna, uh, yeah, we're gonna live stream to our patrons uh, some unfiltered, largely inebriated <laughs> Dr. Corey Elton reading I Jedi. And I still have to come up with a drinking game. I've been trying to ponder what what I can do. I mean, I've thought of stuff like. You know, every time a corn horn does something horrible, you know, you take a drink. But I would be plastered and like. <laughs> 10 minutes so i can't do that so i don't know i need your help if you're a yeah. fan of i jedi and you're one of our patrons shoot me a dm on on uh on discord and help me figure out what kind of drinking game i can come up with this so it's gonna be fun this friday i don't think we have a time yet we're still kind of playing it by ear given my schedule but it'll probably be in the evening mm-hmm. probably 7 8 9 p.m eastern time um we'll figure it out yeah i'm glad all, you all... added uh i'm glad you added out loud because if you just sat there to read it and didn't do it <laughs> out loud that would, yeah, that would probably be just, pretty, pretty I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here reading it. I just <laughs> make faces every couple of minutes like, oh, God. I mean, that's what I look like when I'm actually reading it. So, Ooh, uh, Corey, we already have suggestions in the chat here. I'll read a few. Uh, our very own Frank Sullivan says, wearing a Jedi robe whilst you do so could be interesting. I don't. 
I do not own a Jedi robe, shockingly. Wow. All right. Charles does. Charles has got like a straight up Obi Wan costume. Awesome. It's pretty next level. Yes, it is. Uh, we also have uh, Jared says drink every time he uses the word slender. Oh, oh my god. god, that doesn't feel good to say. <laughs> um, Nothing John- about this entire event feels good to say. <laughs> And then Josh asked, will, will this be classified as ASMR? And I would say absolutely. I mean, That's how I'll get to sleep for the rest maybe. of the month. <laughs> well, tune yeah. in Friday. Uh, oh, my God, Cheryl, drink every time he brags. I would be plastered <laughs> in 15 minutes. I cannot do that. Well, tune in Friday night uh, for all of our patrons as a thank you. See what Corey chooses. And a reminder, you all have already hit the next Patreon goal which is a Phantom Menace film commentary. The four of us are actively chatting to find a time. Uh, we do have some upcoming author interviews that we're trying to schedule at the moment, so, so we're working around those. That's a little, another little tease for y'all. But we will be filming that um, ideally by the end of this month, releasing that on Patreon so you can watch along with us anytime you like. And one more community goal update. Thanks to our recent patrons. We are 10 Guardian of the Wills patrons. That's our $5 a month tier. If we get 10 more, we will do an all-patron Rogue One watch party. So, uh, just a reminder, if we get 10 more of those, we'll watch Rogue One together. It'll be a blast. All right. Um, Now, Corey, would you please introduce my favorite segment of the week? Yes, absolutely. Every single week, we like to highlight one of our patrons, and this week is no exception. We have a ton of really awesome content over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash routine. Go check that out. Uh, And this week is a special special member of our Patreon community, special to my heart. I know he's a big part of our community. Uh, he's always in our chat giving us uh, really awesome uh, lore knowledge, uh, and that is our very own Spice Dan. Wes, you want to throw up uh, Patreon on the week? Hey, everyone. My name is Jacob. You might know me better as Spice Dan from Discord, and I've been asked to do the Patreon of the Week segment, so here we go. I'm originally from Indiana, although I currently live in North Carolina, and I got into Star Wars. I feel like most kids my age had a copy of the 1998 VHS box set in their house, so that definitely did a lot of the heavy lifting, but in addition, uh, I spent a lot of time uh, at my grandparents growing up, and they had all of my uncle's old Kenner action figures in the basement, so that was a lot of fun uh, playing with those uh, with my cousins down in the basement. As my journey into Star Wars grew, I started to get into the EU a little bit, And my first novel actually was Outbound Flight. I read that for a book club in middle school. And uh, I think it's quite fitting that now my favorite Star Wars story is Chaos Rising. Uh, I still haven't even read Heir to the Empire, uh, but I love Thrawn and I love the world that Timothy Zahn crafted in Chaos Rising. So that's my favorite Star Wars story now. I found Utini quite a while ago. Someone recommended the bookshelf to me on Reddit. May it rest in peace. Even though I used that for quite a while, it wasn't until much later that I got into the podcasts and the Discord community that uh, Utini has. I actually decided to contribute to Utini via Patreon when the annual membership sale came around. I got so much out of the community at that time, I figured it was a perfect opportunity for me to give back. Now, here's my question for you. With the High Republic having launched last week, if you could pick one character to either get their own solo novel or their own comic book miniseries, who would it be and why? And please, no spoilers. Thanks, guys, and we are all the Republic. R.I.P. Bookshelf. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, okay. A couple things right (laughs) off the bat. Number one, that was a rad shirt. Number two, um, Jacob, I I love your Thrawn journey because I think it's so emblematic of everything Utini is, which is like wherever you come in, awesome. Like you you are a Thrawn fan who loves the character and has never read Heir to the Empire. That's dope. 
That's fantastic. It is so like, dope. <laughs> so that is that is great. Oh my god. A bunch of F's in the chat for the bookshelf. I love you <laughs> yeah. all. Uh, yes, but. just in case, uh, you know, we should probably talk about that for a hot second. Just in case you've missed this, we're officially discontinuing support for the Utini bookshelf. That is our online book tracker. We're going to come out with some new cool solution for that. I think in the next year, maybe the next two years, we're looking at maybe building an app, things like that. Um, but it's taking a ton of resources to keep that thing maintained. And uh, we just have other awesome stuff we want to focus on. So I think we're going to yeah. discontinue that starting this Friday. So if you have an account, you have until this Friday to pull off all your collection and everything and uh, hopefully move that to some new solution in the near future. Yeah, I will also suggest the uh, Utini Goodreads Club, uh, which was as formed so you can do all your tracking there. But Jacob's question Mm-hmm. Uh, I will agree with Adam in our chat right now. There is only one answer. Who gets their own book or comic? It is Loden Greatstorm himself. I uh, He is my namesake on the Discord channel. He is the sticker on my Alexa right next to me. Um, that's my answer. He's lovely. He's everything I hope I become and everything I wish I could be. Gentlemen, it's your thoughts? A whole, whole new meeting to ride the storm. Um, that's I- right. <laughs> <laughs> I love your answer, but I, I see it, and I raise you the blade of Bardata himself, Porter. Oh, Porter Engel. Again, no spoilers in here, but that's a good answer if you read Light of the Jedi. Uh, Corey West, have you either of you finished the book yet? No, Corey, I'm right, not even close. I, right, I, 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 I've, been, I've been stuck in, in I, Jedi for weeks, all right? Weeks. <laughs> I've, I've owned, I've had this since I had an early copy. Right. Uh, from, of high, Guys, of I, have, I have 30 pages down, left, you know? and I put that book down to come here and talk to you all. That's how much oh, I yeah, love you. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, so based on then the pro, uh, Wes, have you, st- have you started it yet yourself? Of course I've started. I started it weeks ago. Remember when we got those free eight chapters to read? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I reread those, so I've read a total of 16 chapters, but I only know eight, and then I added one, so I read chapter nine. And well, that's I'm, great. And I'm done. I'm not, I haven't gone any, anywhere else after that. Sorry. Well, then purely nice. based on the preview chapters or the announcements or the character art, uh, who do you two want solo projects about? Wow! Great, <laughs> loading great, great storm is also is, is also a really good option. Yeah. Uh, like his his introduction in those preview chapters they they had were uh, make him sound like a total total badass. So I mean that sounds pretty good to me. As much as I, <laughs> the limited knowledge that I possibly right. have about these characters. So I see some Ember yeah. love in the chat. How about yeah, just like Ember a, yeah. the the Charlhound. Yes, I'd That'd like be great. well. I mean, I'd like to know more about the Nile because I haven't even got to him yet. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> That would that would be a good fit, right? Because it's not a Jedi, but it's it's uh, apparently what the I don't know if they're Sith or if they're not Sith. They're Force wielders, but I know they're the bad guys. So everybody likes bad guy. Let's I do dig that. that. <laughs> I dig that. I I also want to go in the chat here and mention um a uh, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost style book for Avar, Stellan, and Elzar. Um, who again, no spoilers for us here. There's a bunch of the Jedi that have been talked about. Uh. That'd be cool. And I think that's, that's what the fun thing about the High Republic. It is endless possibility coming forward for who might get featured. Um, so good, great question, Jacob. Thanks for being part of our community, man. It, it's really great every time you pop up in any channel, during the show, absolutely anything. Um, and thanks to the rest of our patrons as well. All right. So now it is time for the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. That's right, the part of the show every week where I chat a little bit about either a little book you might not know about, some news, and this week, 
We have the Star Wars Complete Vehicles from DK. A huge thank you to our friends at DK for sending this my way. That rhymed accidentally, but wasn't it beautiful? Uh, So these books. (laughs) This book, um, as opposed to some of the other reference guides that are like, Written by mostly Pablo Hidalgo, or maybe one or two people. This book is written by Carrie Doherty, Jason Fry, Pablo Hidalgo, David West Reynolds, Curtis Saxton, and Ryder Wyndham. Now, Ryder Wyndham might sound familiar because uh, they worked on a lot of the uh, like instruction manual guides to the X-Wings and instruction manual yeah. guides to the Death Star, those books, um, which makes a lot of sense. And this is illustrated by Richard Chasemore, Hans Jensen, John R. Mullaney, and Kemp Remillard. And additional illustrations by John Hall. Nice. So this book, um, if you're unfamiliar with some of the vehicle guides from DK, is basically a, a reference book guide that shows you the inner workings of all your favorite vehicles. Let's see. All right, let's get a good one here. The Naboo Cruiser. Look at this beautiful double-page spread. Oh, my God. So these books are written... From the point of view, they're not, like, in canon, like, I'm a mechanic and I'm working on the ship. It's very much a reference guide for people that love Star Wars books. But the cool thing about this book is how in-depth everything is. Like, you get the regular design of the ship, and then basically all of them have these cross-sections where they just take away parts of the outside, show you all the inner workings from characters that may have been on the ship during the films, from the engines, the weapons, the cargo... And it's all really beautifully illustrated in a way that isn't overly technical, but is also beautifully artistic. I mean, you get more info than you'd ever want. You could spend hours reading all the technical specifications. Or, if you're like me, you can kind of just gaze at your favorite vehicles. And when I say this has everything, when they say it is complete, they're not lying. This has vehicles from the prequel era all the way through the OT, sequel trilogy, and including the anthology films. So we got Rogue One vehicles in here. We got Lando's specific Millennium Falcon. And that was actually one of my favorite things as I was flipping through this this week. There's different versions of the same vehicle, right? So if you want to know exactly how much Han destroyed the Millennium Falcon in Lando's eyes, you can legit go back and forth between them and see oh, little modifications cool. that were made, right? And I, nice. figured, and I love now, that. This, this, book, uh, this book is essentially a combination of uh, all the previous books that are like this. Is that yes. correct? Like, yes. There's a, there's a lot of those smaller books of mm-hmm. like, you know, the OT version of, uh, or maybe Phantom Menace only of, yes. uh, of the right. cutouts. This is like all of them, right? It's huge. For audio listeners, you can't see it, but this thing is way bigger than these cutout books you've seen before. I mean, it's it's pretty thick, uh, two inches or so. Yeah, let me let me give a, I think it's, it's about 260 pages total. And this thing... It also has two exclusive cross sections, which I'll let you discover on your own if you decide to pick this one up. Um, but really, it, it is just a really nice collection. Like you're saying, Corey, if you liked the other ones and maybe you missed a couple or you've wanted to pick one up here, one up here, I think this is a great solution because it does have all of them in one solid, one solid page. The binding does feel pretty good as well. And some of these reference books, I think the bigger they get, they can start to feel a little flimsy. So just technically, if you want to buy a physical copy, it feels solid. It's this gorgeous neon orange color on the spine. So it looks really cool in the middle of a bookshelf. I know some of these design-wise can get a little dark, can get a little drab. But if you're looking at your bookshelf, you want to look at a ship, you're going to get this bright orange, and then you can flip right to it. You're going to get a little bit of story, and you're going to get some beautiful illustrations about the inner workings of your favorite ships. And last thing I want to say is at the beginning of each section, they go over like some introductory material. So they'll tell you about the different types of engines. They'll tell you about different types of weapons. 
So as you go through the book, you can kind of slowly accumulate this knowledge and recognize them as you go later on to kind of see, oh, this is how the A-Wing changed from the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy. And I th- and for me, at least, when I'm watching the films, I like to think about those little secrets because then I can just think, oh, that's a T-70 because the T-65B, the engines were different. And now I can recognize that as I'm watching because we're, we're all goddamn nerds, aren't we? Um, we love that stuff. Uh, so if you love that kind of thing, you want to see these beautiful cutouts like this. You want to see all the sections of the X-Wing. You want to know exactly how cramped Luke was. Definitely pick it up. Again, Star Wars, Complete Vehicles by DK. Uh, if you got, again, some of that holiday money burning a hole in your pocket lately, you got some Amazon gift cards, or you returned that thing you actually didn't like and you got some credit, uh, definitely recommend it. Pick it up. Take a break from your fictional High Republic adventures and dive into some reference books. Can't recommend it enough. And to round out this Star Wars Weekly Roundup, I want to give a reminder, speaking of the High Republic, that our reviews of Light of the Jedi and A Test of Courage are currently up, both on the Utini website, as Corey is showing beautifully right there. Um, written by me, compiled by our own Michael Hilton. And, of course... We do have YouTube reviews up right now uh, that are both reviewed by Nathan. So if you want to see how Light of the Jedi got to that 9.6 rating, go ahead. Check out that review. Uh, I did the best I could without being too hyperbolic. I did fail a little bit, but I can own that. Um, (laughs) And, of course, while you're at the website, be sure to head to our new releases page where you're going to find Claudia Gray's Into the Dark as the next High Republic novel coming up. And the, on February 2nd, you can also get all the High Republic novels that were mentioned last week, as well as the upcoming conclusion to Alphabet Squadron and the next Thrawn book. There's a lot of Star Wars coming up. Can't wait. All right. Now, Charles, we've talked a lot about these books, but a bunch of people in our community gave their own thoughts on Light of the Jedi this week. Did they not? They did. And actually, the very first review that we're going to go over tonight is from none other than Spice Tent, who we just heard of. Uh, from our patron of the week. So he actually reviewed Light of the Jedi, gave it five stars, and says it's a great start in the era. Uh, He says, I've been incredibly hyped for the High Republic ever since it was announced. Light of the Jedi was the perfect kickoff to this era. Soul makes me care about characters in a few sentences more than nearly any other Star Wars book has done in its entirety. The villains felt unique and formidable, and this new take on the Jedi was a breath of, of fresh air. Was this my favorite Star Wars novel ever? No, but it is probably in the top five. I think more than telling a great story, which it does, it perfectly sets up all the stories to come. It sits on a similar level to Chaos Rising for me, which is about the highest praise I can give. And we heard from Spice then that was like his favorite book in all of Star Wars. So yeah, very high praise. Love it. Top yes. tier, man. Yes. All right. Um, Eric, why don't you yeah. read the next one? I absolutely will. Uh, this is by Ree, who also reviewed Light of the Jedi by Charles Stoll, Charles Soule, also giving it five stars, and said, Compelling characters and great world-building ushers in a new era in Star Wars. He said, Soule and the Star Wars story team did an amazing job of creating new characters and events in the Star Wars universe that expand it beyond the Sa- Skywalker Saga timeline, with a story that will keep you up to the wee hours reading. And I like that review especially because that is... 100% what this book did for me. I mean, if, if, you are, if you're a night reader, if you like to have the book by the bed, this will definitely hurt your next day because you're not getting the eight hours you thought you were. If you're, uh, <laughs> if you're right before bed, you can't, can't put it down. 
This is this is my plan for tonight. Before bed, I am finishing this book. That is happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wes, you want to take our last one? This this one looks right up your alley. All right. So this one was reviewed by Lando, and they also read Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. Five stars, five starlight beacons. So the review goes, yes or yeah, this is the best Star Wars book, hands down. Period. <laughs> Mic drop. I mean, that's what I like. What more do you that's need right. from a review? <laughs> Definitive. <laughs> Lando is uh he's got a handful of reviews on our site too, and uh they're usually longer than this. So this means something coming from him. So yeah. strong work, guys. Lando, I gotta say, you 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 said what it took me twenty seven hundred words to say, so well done. <laughs> uh I appreciate your 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 brevity. All right. Now before we get into oh, a quick reminder. Let me try and a segue here. If you want your reviews on this show, look up your book on utini.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, add your star rating, and use a review. I'm straight up not going to lie to you. If you review Light of the Jedi, we're probably going to read it. Uh, getting very excited this month to share as many of those reviews as possible. Eric, I have to ask uh, before we move on. What's up? Yes, you, you do. You always have such a nice setup there with like your your books and things. You're rubbing in the fact that you're out of print version of uh yeah, yeah, the jedi course. came in already i see that you have like a bunch of jedi like funkos around you tonight what's your what's your setup oh i i will say here i don't have as many jedi as as i would um i guess in front of me right now because so you're all seeing this the live stream or the youtube video i'm at my desk and in front of my monitors i do change up which funkos i have recently it's been droids this week i did swap it out to clone wars era which is why i'm wearing oh, the shirt nice so in front of me, I do see Plo Koon, Ayla Sakura, Kit Fisto, Anakin, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, Cody, a trooper, Wrecker, a Maldalorian, Maul himself, and a Mandalore commando. Let so me that, see is, the that is what I'm looking at in front of me. I got to see the yes. Obi-Wan. <laughs> oh, and the armor, baby, too. He's got that, that Clone Wars armor. That's the, only, that's the only one that I have. I have one Funko, and it's Obi-Wan. Okay. All right. It's so tremendous, but that's an excellent question. Thank I do usually sharing. try to put a little Funko in my display, but I think those those Light of the Jedi covers are just so pretty. You know, I can't, I can't obscure them with literally anything. Uh, but if you want to buy things like Funkos, but instead want to buy you teeny things, Corey, we got new merch. Yeah, we uh, we do have new merch, but uh, you know, I have to uh, I have to ask you, Eric. Do you know anything? You notice anything interesting about that Obi Wan Funko you got there? I mean. Have you, have you seen that one before? Are, are you sure that that's the one that you think it is? I think so. Would it not be? It is not. Your partner, Charlie, uh, got a hold of me and Charles, wanted us to ask you live on the show. That is a new Funko that she has given you this week, and she swapped it out. You have not yet noticed. She swapped so it out. Look at it closely. Obi-Wan. It's a different Obi-Wan than was there previously. What? <laughs> wow yeah no it is god damn look at that there you look go. at that yeah he's up there yeah. <laughs> he's up there oh you she's been pacing back and forth along the side I'm like why are you putting a sweatshirt on the bench I wasn't <laughs> oh my god thank you thanks Jen yeah to be, to be fair, Very finding good. a new oh Funko, God, a mystery collection, is a needle in a haystack. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's that's right. Oh my God, that's so, oh he's so cool. He's gonna sit. You know what? He is going in the display right there now. There it is. All right, our main show tonight. We wanted to celebrate the Jedi of uh, of Star Wars. I know 
very original, very unique. How do they do it? Um, this past week, Light of the Jedi had had truly insane success, right? It was it was kind of ridiculous how many people were talking about it. We mentioned it earlier. The High Republic number one, the comic, which we haven't even talked about at all, sold over two hundred thousand copies. Every comic book store was sold out of both the original uh, cover, all the variants. I know our very own Jared on our team went variant hunting, picked up a bunch of them. But guys, I wanted to talk uh, tonight in our little little roundtable discussion about the Jedi. Because when we talk about Star Wars, obviously a lot of things come to mind. We love our ships, as we've already seen tonight. We love our smugglers. We love all these things. But Jedi really kind of are at the center. So I asked this thought on Twitter, but I want to get your guys' thoughts first. When you think of Jedi, just in your mind, what kind of Jedi are we talking in your head? Are you talking prequel Jedi in the movies? Are you talking about Clone Wars, like super heroic leaping Jedi? Are you thinking about Luke, who's getting hit by like pieces of machinery and Empire? Are you thinking about <laughs> sequel era? Are you thinking like Bane? Are you thinking High Republic? What, what is a Jedi to you? It's actually a really fun question, Eric. Um, Thank like, you. Like, I, I wonder if... Let's let's all answer this, and then I'll then I'll ask the question I want to ask. I I, autom- I automatically think of prequel Jedi, Jedi Temple, Mace Windu, Obi Wan. Like mm-hmm. I, I go straight to prequel era, and I don't know if that's because I'm like a prequel kid or not, or not. Let's Ooh. see what you guys have to say. All right, Charles West, what do you think? I automatically think of original trilogy Jedi, more uh, Return of the Jedi, Luke or Obi Wan, mm. uh, more very subtle. Can basically. Knows they can kick ass, but they don't show it. So that, right, that's kind of what I'm towards. A little, a little more samurai esque, like the, the old go. school original. Yeah, more, love more that. monk than anything. Ooh, yeah, um, great point, Charles. Yeah, I'm I'm with Corey. I think about the prequels for sure. I think about like the Geonosis Arena. I think about Obi Wan, mm. oh, yeah. obviously. I definitely don't think about Luke in Empire with those machinery parts flying at him because. You don't even need to use, <laughs> this has always bugged me, you don't even need to use the force to hit those. Just use your eyes. And he's swinging and whipping. Right. It's, it's always oh, bugged Just get out of the way, bro. What are you doing? It's a, it's a tough look for our guy. Um, I will say there's a reason I wore this shirt tonight. Because I think of Clone Wars lately. I really do think that it's nice. like, it's that jumping off those ridiculously high platforms, throwing wrecks with the force, um, doing all that kind of stuff. And, and I will be very transparent when I came up with this question. It was originally because after finishing Light of the Jedi, I think the depiction of the Jedi in this era is so powerful that asked me this in a couple of years, and it might be the High Republic era. I think if they wow. keep writing them with this level of specificity and power, I think there's definitely something there that can take it over. But Corey, what was the what was the secondary question you wanted to ask? Yeah, I, Wes kind of answered it for me. I, I wonder if uh, if different folks like they really do go to like completely different places, like like. Uh, and I, I don't really know how to formulate this question, so it sounds like an interesting question. But I, really, I guess it's the core Jedi idea in, in people's head. Is it like monk, like you said, Wes, like Yoda, like hermit, or is it like action fighter, lightsabers? Like, is it like the polit- politics kind of esque we get in like the prequel era stuff? I don't know. It's really cool to, to hear people have different answers to that, though. Yeah, that's a great question because I think that the best Star Wars, the best Star Wars, we will say it right now. No, we won't. You can love whatever you love. Let's be clear. But I think some of the most interesting Star Wars for my money is is the Star Wars that asks that question. Because I think fundamentally a lot of the films are about Jedi discovering that, right? I mean, the fall of the Jedi is because they said we're keepers of the peace, not soldiers, and they became soldiers. 
Um, So that kind of affected that a lot. Yet, I think when we think about some of our favorite Star Wars scenes, it is those giant lightsaber fights. It's the Geonosis Arena, like you said, Charles. Um, And I do want to call out Spice Den in in our chat here, who says, shout out to Master Sanube, who is the perfect monk Jedi, perhaps, from the Clone Wars, you know? And I think that there are so many different answers to this. Cheryl says right below him, um, you know, she's an OT kid. But there is such an all-of-the-above answer for a lot of Star Wars fans. I did ask this on Twitter, I mentioned earlier, uh, this week. And most of the answers I got were prequels. Most people think of the prequel film specifically, which I think also might be a lot of people our age. Or, uh, follow, follow us, follow me on Twitter. But we also had a lot of OT love. A lot of people that was like, I like the Luke that can just barely get the lightsaber out of the Cave of Empire. I like the Luke that he, he fights in Return of the Jedi, but it's not 8,000 people. You know, it's very calculated. And do you guys think, Corey, you mentioned this a little bit. Do you think it is based on your first experience, maybe? Or, or like... I don't know. Well, my first experience was certainly not prequels. It True. Was I guess OT. more formative age, I would say. Like, Yeah, that's that's a good question. I don't know. It, it seems like... Uh, man, I almost started to say like it's where most of the content is, but that's not true at all. The most of the content is certainly not prequels era stuff. So I don't know. I don't know why it is that I, that I think that. Maybe it's because, maybe it's because we see the the Jedi in mass, like in what the Jedi Order is, and like what their philosophies are, and all that kind of stuff in the prequels. But like, you know, even Yoda himself says in Empire that wars make that one great or something like that, right? That was like, great. I mean, like, great audio we talk clip about that you just played right there. Right. Oh, excellent, excellent. Very Mark Johnson like. <laughs> yes, very much. There you go. Yeah, I, I am available to hire to read any Star Wars books except for I Jedi. I won't do that one, uh, but you know, there it is. Yeah, so we. I want to talk a little bit about the evolution of those Jedi, right? Because we go through these different eras. Like we said, we started in the original trilogy, which if we want to go meta, the effects weren't as good. You can't have as crazy fights. Sure, we get that. Lucas famously waited to make the prequels until the effects caught up, so then they could make the Jedi crazy freaking powerful. But then using that as story is why he's a goddamn genius. And then, of course, <laughs> we get to the sequel trilogy, um, probably mo- most specifically in Last Jedi with Luke talking to Rey about that, right? And having his final burst of power not being a laser sword fight, as he says, but instead being a projection to help people escape. What do you guys see as the... This, this is a big question. I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. What do you guys see as the trajectory of the Jedi over the last 40 years? Because um, we talked about them as peaceful monks. We talked about them as warriors. What do you think the through line is of the Order here as we are about to embark on a brand new era when they were potentially at their most pure? Charles, you look like you have a thought. I don't want to hear it. No, I just, I think this is such a difficult question because in one way, I feel like the Jedi, what it means to be a Jedi has never changed, yet what we see mm. the Jedi being has changed tremendously. So mm-hmm. it, it's really like Obi-Wan talking to Luke when he first gives him his lightsaber, like mm-hmm. that is the core of everything still moving forward. But what's interesting is that Jedi are inherently, as we see them, like this dichotomy of warrior monks, right? Like we mm-hmm. we see them constantly preach that, you know, you use your, your powers for this. Like you, you don't try to take control of force. It's something that flows through everything, connects everybody, right? It's, it's this very, mm-hmm. it, it sounds very pacifist. And yet every single one of them has to have these massive battles. Um, so yeah, I, right. I just find it so interesting because where do you... 
where do you find what it truly means to be a Jedi? I think, I think a Jedi who is in their absolute element, you know, living as a Jedi really should, would never have to ignite their lightsaber. Mm. That's a yeah. that's a cool statement right there, and I like, and I like that thought. Um, Wes, I saw I saw your 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 gears kind of turn, so I want to hit you in a second, but I want to go. Off of that real quick, just to say, I like that idea a lot because that's very Yoda-esque as far as, like, you know, when we always think of the perfect Jedi. Also, thanks for the follow. Um, we think of, like, I am at peace, I ignite my lightsaber once, do what I need to do, and then it's off. It's not a lot of flashiness. It's not a lot of things like that. Whereas other Jedi will, will, will ignite it, hoping not to use it, but absolutely feel free doing so. And, again, without any spoilers, a lot of the higher public novels show us Jedi who fall at different points on that scale. Um, Wreath Silas in Claudia Gray's novel, Upcoming, is definitely very different in that, re- in that um, resolve than, say, even Avar Chris, Belzettafar, etc. Um, and I find that to be very interesting how they kind of create that little, I guess, scale of, of monk to warrior in that way. Uh, Wes, what were you thinking? Well, I was just going to agree with Charles to where... When you're a Jedi, you have you have come to this such a point to where you wouldn't have to use your lightsaber any longer. Whether you use your you use force powers or you use just um, like a say like a Jedi mind trick, but on a higher level. Right. Um, but so when we were watching the original trilogy and we see Yoda, and you think of Yoda as you didn't really think of him as a Jedi when you first saw him, but once he started speaking with Obi Wan through the force you were like wow he he really is he's something he's something different not just a jedi um oh, right. so sure like a ma- so then that's how we come to know that him is being a master in the in the prequel trilogy but what i think about most is he is so powerful when he walked into palpatine's office and through the through the guards up against the wall just with yeah. a flick of his wrist. <laughs> so like that's that's kind of the Jedi that, that I like. Just have I mean, they're so powerful, I'll just only like the flick of the wrists, like I say, or um we waited for we had what four five four movies before we saw Yoda do anything and then yep. obviously did his amazing CGI act um fighting Palpatine. But um Seeing that also in uh, in Obi Wan, Obi Wan mm-hmm. uh, in the original trilogy was he was more mentor esque, but um, extremely powerful. But in the prequels, he was um, fighting the battles alongside Anakin. Um, and then the antithesis of that is Anakin always wanting to get into a fight immediately, jumping out of jumping out of uh, speeders just to fly right. all the way down and try to catch onto something. So um, there's, I mean, there's mit- the uh, I guess the timeline. Or the arc of all these different Jedi, it's very different. Yeah, yeah you know, it's think, uh, it's it's always been. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. It's always been no, very no, no. interesting to me that the uh, the Jedi Order allows that. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. very very rarely have we is I don't need, I can't even think of a single time this has happened like a specific scene or anything like that. But the Jedi Order doesn't really reprimand Jedi that much for being at different points on the spectrum, like. Uh, no. Who's the uh, who's the who's the 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 one that Obi Wan really hates the real hippie looking <laughs> dude? Uh, yes, Quinlan, Quinlan Voss. Yeah. Quinlan Voss. Like he is like this gung ho adventurer type of guy that Luke Skywalker probably would have loved, right? Like mm-hmm. that right. this like action oriented guy, and he has a place in the order. So I don't know. It's it's very interesting to me. It's 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 like there is a spectrum of 
of what it means to be a Jedi, whether it's, you know, action oriented or the negotiator as Obi-Wan is famously called, or, you know, the librarian for crying out loud, everybody has their own role in the Jedi order. So I don't know. It's, but it's interesting because it is at the end of the day, I mean, it is like a religion, right? And even just in our world, there are subsets of Christianity or whatever, you know, the overarching Mm -hmm. religion is. So it makes sense that in, you know, a galaxy far, far away, that there would be kind of subsets of Jedi that sort of latch on to different ideals, but all still have that connection to the force. Yeah. Cheryl makes a great point in our chat saying, um, I can't pin the Jedi down to one statement or thought because they're always learning and evolving and their points of view change as they go through life. I think that's one of the great things about Star Wars, frankly, is that it shows its audience, again, who are intended to be a younger people trying to find their own way, that no matter who you are, there's going to be a place for you within the living force. There's going to be a place for you in this world, and that's okay. I mean, you look at the top two, who we were all told in the prequels, the top two most powerful Jedi are Yoda and Mace, who couldn't be more different, right? You have Yoda, who doesn't want to ignite his lightsaber, and you got Mace Windu, who's ready to kick ass in three seconds, and yet they are both equally respected and revered. And I think that's a really key part of the Jedi, too. But to bring it back uh, to the point where you were talking, Wes, I love how in Return of the Jedi, uh, Luke's, Luke's famous line, right? I am a Jedi, like my father before me. He only says that after he tosses away his weapon. Mm-hmm. That is when he finally assumes the full Jedi title. He is like, I'm a Jedi Knight. My father was. I'm I'm only worthy of this legacy once I have thrown away the only thing that can attack. And um and I think that that philosophy really hits with the, with Jedi once they hit their their major moments, like especially when they're older, like we're talking about with, with Sanube and Yoda. Just Jacosta New, uh, Corey, you mentioned is the librarian. A uh, shout out to our lightsaber gun wielding Jacosta New. Check out the Darth Vader <laughs> comics. Um, but but I think there is a little bit of that idea that with wisdom comes patience and the most powerful Jedi are just listening to the force as, as opposed to trying to cut everything down. But, but I also want to hit on something that we don't talk about as much on this show that, that hit a little bit more on Thursday nights in the universe and legends look back. And that is legends because legends Jedi are, as the kids say built different. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would argue that a lot of legends Jedi as the years went on, got pretty dang powerful because yeah, they uh, did. Charlie and I actually talked about this on Ghost Crew uh, that is going to be releasing this Wednesday, that there was a thing with Legends books where you would have a really powerful Jedi, and in order to have good drama, you would then have to create something that could beat that Jedi. And then, in order to have another book, that Jedi would have to learn something that could beat that obstacle and so on and so on and so on over years so eventually that's how we got to the point where jedi were pulling star destroyers out of space right so <laughs> how did someone ask you guys a couple questions about this because to be clear we are not here at all the crap on legends legends are freaking awesome there's so many good stories in it there's just clearly a bit a, a difference when it comes to power dynamics and things like that um for those of you that maybe read a lot more legends books than i did how did you feel about how Jedi seemed to evolve over the years in Legends books? Oh man, <laughs> they they let's have get changed. Weird. A, let's go to the weird have, ones. <laughs> yes, they have really really changed a lot. I, I think the the biggest example I think of this is is Luke Skywalker because like Luke Skywalker's arc as a Jedi in the in the books and comics is freaking nuts. Like yeah. absolutely <laughs> nuts. Like like it's no wonder that people. 
like we're not a a huge fan of Luke's depiction in uh in in the last Jedi because like his depiction in the books and comics was like completely unrealistic. I mean, he has a crazy his arc just his arc is nuts like he he turns to the dark side, the emperor clones him and then he's a he's like a a bad guy for a while and then he's a good guy for a while Shout and out then to like Luke. Oh my gosh, it's just absolutely nuts. And then like the, and then the in the, the last stuff that that he was uh Last stuff he was depicted in. Oh, actually, it was just brought up in the comics in the in the or in, in the comments uh, in the Fate of the Jedi series, which was the yeah, last like Koki X two twelve, our latest, our most recent follower. Excellent that's comment. right. That's right. Um, some of the most recent legend stuff that was created was the Fate of the Jedi series, and um, like Luke is super OP in, in it. Like he he goes on these crazy forced walk <laughs> things and travels in time and space, and it's just like it's nuts. Like it's absolutely nuts. Like. And, you know, not all the Jedi are, de- are depicted that way, but the fact mm-hmm. that Luke can, depending on the context, the author, the situation, he can be picked as, depicted as, like, super weak. Like, he can barely move things around, and he's always struggling with the Force, or he's, like... Like, say, a noodle? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like that. <laughs> like that. Or he has to hold back, like, because he's so ultimate powerful, like, and he's, like, just doing crazy, crazy stuff with the Force. So, you know... You know, I think when I think which, of uh, an example of Legends Force powers, I think of uh, the Force Unleashed video game mm-hmm. that Heather had just played last week, like pulling Star Destroyers out of the sky, kind of Legends powers. So that's that's kind of where my mind goes to whenever I think of that. Yeah, and uh, and real quick, I just want to say we have now mentioned Legends and Christianity in the same episode, which officially makes this the most Jared show of all time. And Jared <laughs> in the comments did mention. On the Legends Look Back episode of the courtship of Princess Leia, they made a huge spreadsheet of Luke's powers. So if you yes. want some more um, Luke Skywalker power dynamics, check out that episode. Straight from. But I want to say where my brain also went in all this, it's not Jedi necessarily, but it's definitely still Legends Force powers ask is the Bane trilogy. Because oh, yeah. once you mm-hmm. get to, to Bane's evolution, oh, which is great. Nuts, I love dude. those books. He is creating star stars. Storms of lightning, yes, energy, right. ripping we need flesh. To, I think we need to pause there for a minute because okay. this is actually this is actually a better d- discussion about like the nature of the force in Legends Ooh, is a completely sure. other discussion because so let's keep like, let's pause there because that's a future yes, show. It is. It's gonna be a future show. The dark side is so unbelievably OP in Legends. It's like not even a comparison. Like, like it's an absolute miracle the Jedi were ever able to defeat any of the dark side <laughs> users because we have freaking emperors destroying entire planets and sucking their life force as we can live forever out of a planet like it's 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 so over the top and the jedi are you know the counterpart to that like they're depicted in the same way where they do these crazy things like these light whips and all these crazy weapons and yeah it's it's there's not consistency is really what what i'm trying to say like it's it's all over the place you can't say that the jedi are a certain way in legends because they're they're not they're like all over the place Sure, and I think that, yeah, so let's definitely uh, make, make a note, Corey. We're going to do our shows for the upcoming months later this week. Let, let's put that in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> but I do want to mention the Jedi going from those crazy overpowered people. Again, I think you, you, you said it right, Corey. Depending on writer, depending on story, the Jedi philosophy and power struggle kind of, kind of molded to fit what they needed to for the narrative, which is totally cool for a writer to do. It's one of the tools in your toolbox. That's the cool thing about Star Wars, that so many things are possible. You can kind of just make it what you need, right? And then when canon 
Um, I'm, I've been looking at my bookshelf as I was writing up the notes for this show, and we don't have as many books that are just purely Jedi-based. We got a lot of smugglers, we got pilots, we got, you know, soldiers, but not as much Force stuff, obviously, until now the High Republic seems to be all based on that. What have you guys thought about the approach to Jedi in canon storytelling thus far? Like, what, what, is, what seems to be the direction they want to take? I think it seems like they are trying to be more cognizant of the shortcomings of the Jedi, which we've talked about a ton on this show, right? But when back in Legends, the point was to make them over-the-top superheroes, right? Look at right. look at the power of the Force action figures. Look at Luke Skywalker. I mean, he, he, he looked like Mark McGuire. You know, you have to look at these things like through a historical lens. Yeah, right. Um, and, now, and now, you know, I want that fan casting so fucking bad now. <laughs> but oh now it's it's taking it slow, right? Because the future of Star Wars now seems infinite. Whereas during Legends, it was like there right. are no more movies. Like this is this is how we're gonna you know keep Star Wars going. And so they had to right. just keep like going up a notch, up a notch, up a notch. And now I feel like they have to pump the brakes a little bit and like really explore yeah. a Jedi in all of their facets. Not just how right. do they mm-hmm. kick ass, but how are yeah, they right. wrong? Like wh- where are the their faults? Like those sorts of explorations, which I think are actually even more interesting than seeing like, oh, you can do a thought bomb. Right. Like that's dope. But like, <laughs> yeah. tell me about your thoughts though. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but hey, yo man, I think your thoughts are bomb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's my uh, that's my college that's my college. Uh, what are those guys you meet, meet freshman year? Yeah, they're like, hey gang, let's rap. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I do say, Charles, rap battle on the living force. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I you know uh, I think the, I, I think the, all you clowns. Let's oh be my god! I think the uh, I think the other thing you have to address too is that like they haven't. I don't know that the that the authors have been allowed to take as many risks in canon because of just the natural storytelling. They they didn't want to back themselves in any corners. Whereas, right, sure. Legends towards the end of Legends, like I know that that Lucasfilm was they were overlooking the production of of Legends books and stuff, but like it really seems like it got way out of hand. The fact that there was like so many different levels of canon at the very end of G canon and C canon. And oh, right. It's, it's, it oh was so, God. yeah, that's George canon, by the way. Yeah. It's like, if George Lucas <laughs> says it, it means it's canon. Ridiculous. Like there was this crazy level of canon that like, it just got kind of out of hand and people were able to do what they wanted. I mean, Chewie was killed by a moon for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> like, it's just like, it's too soon, man. I know. Wow. It's only been like there. 30 years, but still, <laughs> Still, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's it's the Jedi have changed. It really feels like we're crapping on legends. We're really not. We love no, legends. No, no, no. We've totally, all led a totally crap ton different. of it. It's different. It's a different storytelling medium. Honestly, the fact that they were able to start over was really cool in a lot of ways because it, it yeah. just it made it so this basically an alternate universe, which really unlocks a lot of doors. So Yeah, and I think we've talked a lot about the Jedi in canon, especially um you know, outside of Led of the Jedi, which again, round table episode coming in like three or four weeks. I, I think when we all think about Jedi representation in canon, Master and Apprentice is kind of the gold standard uh, by Claudia Gray. It was our book of the year, 2019, uh, before the Utinis were an official thing. We all love that book. I think it's because it, it really dissected not only the relationship between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, but it really showed how they related to the Force itself. And I think that's where canon is really interested, you know, is in saying this is how Jedi actually relate to the Force. And in the preview chapters we talked about, with Light of the Jedi way back when, 
really kind of exemplified that with with the song of the forest with Avar Chris and all these things. And I really feel like the High Republic is taking that in 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 a really big direction in a really big way. They're deciding we are not only going to show these Jedi kicking ass, which we are. That's very fun. But the Force was set up as an energy field. The Force was set up as a living thing that the Jedi could access. So there are unlimited stories within that. I mean, the weirdest things in from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back, were some of the Force-involved things, right? Like the Dagobah Cave being a character. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's what canon is really doing. It's putting its mark on the Jedi Order with how do they relate to the Force. Yeah. You know? And, and they get you know, weird. You know, you know, maybe maybe a decent... Uh... A decent in, like conclusion to this conversation would be to speculate a, a little bit about what we sort of perceive the future of the Jedi to be, because I love that, that is I love very that. it is very much up in the air right now in canon, and yep. it's kind of it's kind of always been up in the air, and you know, it, and I do I think I like that a lot actually, because in Legends, in Legends it was like it was full circle, right? Like we have yeah, right. Luke Skywalker is the only Jedi left, right, and then. Like we go back in time to the prequels where there's tons of Jedi, and then you know shortly after, very shortly after the events that happened in the original trilogy, Luke basically rebuilds all of that, he rebuilds the Jedi Order, yeah, right. and then like by the time we are not that far out of the of Return of the Jedi, like chronologically, let's see, chronologically in in Legends, like Luke has already basically fully restored the Jedi. Like and it, it's a little ridiculous. Like they're in the Jedi Temple, Luke has his meetings with the Council. Like it, he's like Yoda was in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Like, and it was it's it's a little disappointing to me, honestly, because like it to me a little bit it takes away the sort of value, I guess, of Order sixty six and the destruction of the Jedi and the Master Plan oh, and all that kind of stuff. Because like in canon, it's like you know we're. 30 years after the films and there's still no Jedi like Lucas tried to rebuild the order and it catastrophically fails and like we have no idea what's going to happen now and they've already said that like they're going to be done with this era for a while all this stuff like you know mm-hmm. we have no idea mm-hmm. if they're ever going to bring back Daisy Ridley in in these sequel era characters right. like I have no idea if that's going to happen and man the sky is really the limit in what they can do I mean they can completely right. change the Jedi in the future if they want and we will see that in our lifetime like it's going to yeah. happen, like whether yeah. or not it's films or books or comics. We are definitely going to see that in our lifetime because it would be crazy not to. There's no way they're only going to look backwards now in, on the timeline. Like it will eventually happen. And I have I have no idea what that's going to look like. Yeah. Well, go back to your original question that I think is so interesting. Like, where do the Jedi go from here? And I think the the choice I think we we universally agree. We've said it on the show before. The choice to go back to the higher Republic was brilliant. Um, Absolutely. To let the sequel era like rest let it have an actual like perceived finality so we can go back we can tell a bunch of stories there and then five ten years we'll we'll hit it again i think the future of the jedi now actually this is gonna sound kind of weird and meta the future of the jedi lives in the past i think that Mm. understanding the higher public more is gonna say a lot more about the future of the jedi than the immediate future could i think that there's no accident that if you're if you're reading a lot of the current star wars comics um, not only because Charles Soule is also writing them, but like a lot of the higher public stuff is starting to filter in. It's starting they're starting to retroactively put in these golden era Jedi in a great way. And I think it's because we've spent the last decade or so really showing the flaws of the Jedi. We've shown Order 66, we've shown them falling, we've shown the destruction, and we've shown how by the time Rey emerges in episode nine, all right, now we can start again. We've had that full story. Now right. 
let's show kind of what they would want to be. Like, they're not there, but let's show what the Jedi were like when there wasn't a Sith war and all these things. And I think that this storytelling, if Light of the Jedi is any indication, is such a brilliant future. Uh, so to finally, after all that modeling, get, get to your answer, Corey, I think the future of the Jedi is going to be one of making them heroes again is one of showing that you can be a hero, but you can also be flawed. I think that these Jedi of the High Republic are going to be absolutely um, tied to the Force. I think they're going to expand our knowledge of what the Force can be and what the Force is. But I do think that they are not going to just play the same trope of, well, they're actually all kind of bad and power-hungry, and they're actually all kind of falling and selfish. I think we're going to see true heroic Jedi so that when we eventually we do come back to the sequel era, I think we're going to see, oh, this is what we can aspire to become. This is what yeah. we can aspire to be once more. See, that's, that's my thought. I think that's really interesting because I think that I – so to preface this, I used to think that the prequel era, that was the pinnacle of the Jedi. And I would argue even after being not even all the way through the initial book in the High Republic, I can now say that is the pinnacle of the Jedi. That is like the ideal Jedi yeah. order – it's it's a less perverted version, essentially, of what we saw in the prequels. Mm-hmm. But I'll also say that moving forward, I don't think that Rey, or or kind of from that point on with the Jedi, I don't think you would build an order, like, period. I think the future Ooh, of the Jedi chronologically is, you know, I guess you have to answer these questions. What is, you know, balancing the Force? Was that achieved right. at the end of the Rise of Skywalker? Mm-hmm. But... I think we'll see it kind of go back to what we saw with Luke, where there is no order. There are just good people who rise to the occasion when they need to. Mm. Fascinating. I I, I will say that the sequel trilogy certainly sets up this idea of a much more philosophical, like being in tune with the living force. And it's hubris to think that we can control. I mean, like they certainly set that up nicely that, that, like the lessons that Ray learned towards the end of the sequel trilogy, like certainly makes it possible to not have to build an order. Like, well, and isn't that kind of the beautiful overall story? If if you really want Star Wars to be this allegory for the world, isn't that a beautiful lesson to be like, you know, there's not going to be some big golden order in the sky that's going to save everyone. It's actually the responsibility of each individual Jedi or each right. individual citizen to then listen to the forest, live for the light, as Qui-Gon says, because it is the light, and kind of change the universe that way. So that's yeah. interesting from the meta perspective. Wes, what do you think? Do you think in the High Republic they're going to explore a dyad in the force to solidify that point in the Rise of Skywalker? Ooh. It's got to be coming eventually. If it's not going to happen in the High Republic, it's going to happen in some other medium. Because he said generations, right? I mean, that yeah. that'll be the thing that all, that all fans hit on, right? Because we're we're jerks. Nerds. Um, yeah, we're nerds. <laughs> Nerd? We're nerds. We t- I talked about a book about vehicles, and it was cool. Um, maybe. That's actually a great point. I think that there is definitely a possibility um, that a book could be like, I don't know, I just sense that they're that they're they're in trouble, and I can't explain why, or like there's a, there's a powerful foe. Mm. I think it'd be interesting that the, if the next dyad is too dark side people that are like oh unstoppable for some reason but yeah maybe that's that's my answer maybe wes that's a cool <laughs> idea though i well, dig well, it I, I just i'm just trying to think if they're trying to you know like i said earlier solidify that point that the dyad and the force is a thing it's not just something that came up they came up right. with 
the last right. <laughs> the last cinematic movie that that came out. I could see them finding a holocron with information about it. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. So it goes okay. like a little like, earlier than the yeah, High Republic like era. Idea. I'm excited to get holocrons back. I want more holocrons. I want books, but is but is is pictures of people in stones is books. That's what I, I want. I hope that's the future of Star Wars books. I hope you can just like literally get a holocron <laughs> and it's like Obi Wan Kenobi like like talking to me. Like I can just talk to him. I'd buy that. You know what I mean? That'd be great. <laughs> it's like Alexa. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Obi> <laughs> except right, except uh, instead of Obi Wan, it's Jeff Bezos. So there you go. <laughs> oh God! Well, hey, as we as we round out this conversation about about the Grand Jedi, let us uh, let's go around once. We always like to end with some something fun, something nice, something light. Um, who is your favorite non-film Jedi? Mm. Um, Charles, I'm gonna start with you because I took away your your answer. Oh my god! I know. I was I was prepared. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! My favorite non like non film media Jedi like is that sound Clone Wars and stuff too or what? Um, I'll let no, I'll let I'll let TV shows slide. But like, okay. so non like TV quote unquote slide. main character Jedi. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, oh, the expanded universe because we're on brand, ain't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The expanded universe has really made into a great character. I, I have an I have an answer. I usually don't have an answer okay, first. Well, please, I, I can please. I can go. Yeah. Um, and I hope this is not stealing anybody else's answer because I'm gonna gonna categorize it. I've Do always it. I've always been a huge fan of the solo kids, like like Jason, Ooh, Jaina, yeah. and you know I'm that's like you know first love bias, right? Because like those were my first books. Was the uh the like see what is it the Oh my God! Legacy, the Force series, and the yep, uh, yep, Fate yep. of the Jedi series. Those are my first books that I ever read. So, I loved seeing their crazy arcs and Jason Solo's turn to the dark side, and his. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I, I love those characters. The Jaina's arc as becoming the Sword of the Jedi, and then she has to fight Jason. Is like that's such a great arc, and I love those. I love those Jedi still. God, I can't wait to read those when I'm like forty. I know at this rate we're getting <laughs> so much canon stuff. Like unless you just get like a crap ton of time off, I don't see how you even have time to go back and read Legends books. It's so nuts. Uh, well, eventually our Patreon will be so high that I'm gonna. It's gonna be my full time job just to sit back and read Star Wars books at home. <laughs> UTD.com oh, slash Patreon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> West Charles, what about here? No, I'll, I'll I'll go next. It's my own question. I'll fall on my own sword. This is gonna sound like a bit, but it's it's truly not, and it is early. I will admit that. Um, at this point, because I am a recency bias kind of guy, I got I think it's Loden Greatstorm. Wow. I I love this character, and I was predestined to right. I made it my name in Discord. I made it. He was my Bail Organa of the High Republic. I made that a whole bit. But in all seriousness, the way he's written in Light of the Jedi is so is so good. Um. Jared on, on our team actually uh, messaged me as we were reading. He's like, "How does it feel for Loden to like live up to that mm. reputation?" And I think that's truly what it was. I just love the way I love the way he acts as the master. I love how he's always the constant teacher and also a total badass. And I um, he's described in some of the early chapters by Bell uh, Bell Zetafar's apprentice listening to the Force, and he describes Loden as like this eternal flame that's behind this wall because mm. he's not using all his power, but he can, and he's yeah. just like a furnace. Of, and yeah. Anyway, I'm excited to see Loden, um, as time goes on, but, but at this point I'm going to, I'm going to say him, hmm. Charles okay. West. What do you got? I have two, I guess I have one that I'm really 
curious about, and I have one that it would be my favorite uh, Jedi that's oh, not on that. screen, I guess. So one that I'm most curious about is Sherrod Het, pretty much from uh, Kenobi fame, but it's a uh, the Tusken Raider Jedi. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh wow! Man, like, that's how a stretch. in the hell Damn. did it even? <laughs> get to that point yes. right? Wes just became so, official like main host of this podcast that was <laughs> god damn we, we, we need a, that book, Wes, we need a we need a we need a huge siren sound effect God, if, if you're on video, Nerd I hope alert. you enjoyed oh, when me and Corey and Charles just went, what? <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. Yes, you freaking nerds. He is the Tusken Raider Jedi. All right. and the, But um, the one, my favorite, that didn't make it on screen, but was mentioned, is uh, Master Sifo-Dyas. Why did he oh, have those? Oh, hell yeah. That's a great Why one. did he have those migraines? And, <laughs> you know... Like oh, how did I he? How did he know? How did he know that he needed to create that clone army? It's crazy. Specifically, Damn. and we have all we have all ideas and everything, but yeah, yeah Master Duke Jedi lost. If you love Sif Ideas, gotta. Carol Scott did a great job with that. Also, as I'm before I go to you, Charles, I I realized I said Clone Wars. Ahsoka would definitely be my favorite if we're counting Clone Wars as well. True. I went a little more um, new charactery, but. Mm. I realized that if I didn't if I didn't admit that Ahsoka is my favorite non non film Jedi by my own rules, I am <laughs> I am incorrect. But excellent excellent answers both. Charles. So uh you got anything more obscure than Asherad Het? No, nothing more <laughs> more obscure than that. I will say I wanna stay on brand and uh say it's Rail Avaros, but it's not really. Um I, I'm going to say <laughs> two two answers actually. I know we've talked a lot about the Force Unleashed and you know Heather recently playing on our Utini game night and whatnot, but for real, I'm gonna I'm gonna consider uh, Star Killer right or Galen Merrick to be good. Uh, a Jedi, and he was fantastic, and I love that storyline. And Sam Witwer crushed that. Yeah, and also, did. oh god, y'all so may have noticed good. my dog made an appearance a little bit earlier. If you're watching the live stream, and his <laughs> name is Coda, and he was. There's a story behind his name, but essentially he's secretly named after uh, Rom Coda, who was essentially oh, yeah. the master of cool, Starkiller yeah. in the Force Unleashed series. So yeah. I'm going to throw him in the mix as well. He was dope. He was blind. Yeah, he, one of the best, uh, one of the best like concept art characters that yes. like came to fruition ever. He looked he was so, so cool. He was so samurai, dude. Like with yeah. his little like top knot kind of yeah. like, ponytail, and he his was dirty, blind, and he was a dirty master blindfold. Oh, it's sick. Yeah, man. He was awesome. And, of course, for all our listeners, Force Unleashed and the Force Unleashed 2 do have novelizations, which you can order at utini.com using our Amazon affiliate links. <laughs> so uh, feel free. But, yeah, awesome. All, all this to say, the Jedi have had such a journey in the expanded universe, from Legends to Canon to other media projects. And after last week's excitement about a book all about Jedi – about a comic that's sold already into its third printing, all about Jedi. The, the community is clearly as hungry as ever, and I'm very excited to to track their uh, their evolution with you guys. And hey, on a future episode, probably this month, I'll say we'll be diving into the other side of the coin, into the absolute insanity that is the dark side of the Force, especially in Legends. Buckle up. <laughs> Uh, now, before we get out of here, Wes, uh, let's make a quick announcement about uh, UTD Game Night. We're doing a little bit of a change this week. 
yeah so utini game night uh on live on twitch on uh, wednesdays and or fridays um we'll be taking a week off so we'll probably be doing uh utini game nights uh twice a month or every two weeks um so that's kind of what our direction is we'll be going uh, going forward but uh utini game nights is a twitch project that we play uh star wars games so any whether it be new games or whether it be old games or whether it be super nintendo games if you can throw that up on your computer <laughs> um we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go with that so star wars games at utini game night on wednesdays and fridays check us out on twitch beautiful uh and as a reminder for all your utini uh goodness make sure you Follow us on Twitch. You're going to get some uh, little alerts of all the live stuff we do. Uh, I think I'm going to jump on one of those Utini game nights coming up. But I'm going to switch it up, and I'm, I'm going to build some of the Legos I got for, for the holidays. So make sure you tune in yes. to see me uh, maybe uh, build half the Tana before and drink two bottles of wine. We'll see if we have a good time. <laughs> oh that better God. be on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not promising anything, but if Cheryl wants me to do it, I guess I got it. Uh, a couple other things on our Patreon. As we mentioned earlier, we got all kinds of great content coming your way. We got the Star Wars archives that's coming out. We got Legends Look Back, which is, of course, live on Thursdays, has their own Twitter feed, but it's also on the Patreon feed. The Conja Book Club started their Light of the Jedi conversation this past Saturday. It was fantastic. Uh, and they'll be continuing in that this Saturday in the Discord chat as well as in the Patreon feed. And a reminder that their February book will be Heir to the Empire featuring Cheryl Bell. So if you're like Jacob Spicedan and have not read Heir to the Empire yet, what a better time to read it for the first time with the whole Conjure Book Club crew. All right, my friends. On that note of the light of the Jedi themselves, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you're already supporting us over on Patreon, thank you so much. We went a little long talking Jedi this week, so there will be no aftermath, but take all the love you want along with you. A special thank you, though, goes to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support of this show and all things Utini. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Henkel. Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, you producer and community manager, you. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me. Thank you to all of you in the chat for hanging out and making this night so great. Stay safe. Have a great week. And remember, we are all the Republic. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.